Hey, what's up? It's your inner healing coach, Tamika Thomas, inviting you over to the Healing and Building Freedom Conference. This is an event that you do not want to miss. In our free three-day virtual event, we will reconcile the mother wound, release the trauma from our body, and rediscover our true self. This is happening August 30th, 31st, and September 1st. We are going to be moving into month month nine with great expectation. August is all about new beginning. So let's go ahead and heal and build so we can live the life of our dreams. Tuesday with Tamika. Y'all, it is early Sunday morning, 6 a.m. to be exact. My entire family is asleep, and I am re recording this podcast because I recorded it yesterday morning with my new mic and your girl ain't all that good with technology and things, okay? And my, I don't know what happened, but I recorded a bomb, bomb, bomb episode and nothing, no sound, no sound. So when I sent it over, I was like, hmm, I don't know what's going on with the sound. So here we are on a Sunday morning, 6 a.m., while my family is snoozing. And I'm recording because I care about you guys and I really want you to get this information. I feel like this is some very important information that can possibly change the way you see yourself and the way you see the world. And it's really giving you an opportunity to heal yourself. So now that I got through all the shenanigans and you guys know what I've been going through <laughs> with Tuesday with Tamika. Let me tell y'all what this podcast is all about. Here on Tuesday with Tamika, we believe in four corners or four staples, four pillars. We believe in lifting as you climb. We believe in turning your trials into treasures. We believe in living a life to inspire and not impress. And we believe that God has the ability to fully restore you. If you are new to Tuesday Healing with Tamika, I'm your girl, Tamika Thomas. I am your inner healing life and relationship coach. I believe that God has put me on this planet to help women heal, elevate, and become fully restored. All right. So today we are going to be talking about something that does not get highlighted a lot, something that is one of those things, like many other things that we push under the rug because it is an uncomfortable conversation. We're going to be talking about the mother womb. So many of us have heard about daddy issues, and we've even talked about men that maybe have mommy issues, but sis, some of us have mommy issues. I have worked many years 
healing my mother issues. So many of you know, my mom was a teen mom. She had me at a very, very young age. And after, you know, giving birth to me, she became addicted to drugs and alcohol. Uh, My mom was a thug, y'all. My mom is a thug. My mom is a true life gangbanger from Pomona, California, Sintown to be exact. My mom was in and out of jail. Um, The bulk of the early years of my life, so from age one to two to, um, well, probably I would say like about three or four is when my mom started going in and out of jail. Um, She was addicted very young as I was, when I was very young to drugs, crack cocaine, you know, grew up in the nineties. And she had a lot of kids. My mom Right after having me, a year later, she had my brother, she had my other brother, she had my sister, um, and then she had my youngest sister. I was removed from the home when I was seven or eight, and in the midst of that time, my mom did many jail cell, jail sentences, in and out of jail. Um, you know, it was just a lot, and under that um, roof, and with the the addictions and the things that my mom dealt with, um, it affected me and it wounded me. And so I developed a few wounds. Now here's where the plot thickens. (laughs) When I was removed from the home, I was actually given to my father, um, who was also very young and my stepmom, which is really my mom, right? So a lot of time you guys will hear me say bio mom, and then you'll hear me say mom. So my mom from age eight until, right, raised me. She was also very young and she dealt with her own set of traumas, her own stuff. So when God replanted me and put me with my dad, I was put in a home with another mother that wasn't able to properly mother me. So I became a mother to my siblings very young, which is very inappropriate and causes a lot of wounds within itself. Um, And I also had to mother my mothers. Okay, I'm already talking heavy. I'm talking heavy. I know, let me give a trigger warning. This may trigger some of you guys, but I'm coming for your healing, sis. Like I'm coming for restoration. You know, we can't tippy-toe around things because it makes us uncomfortable. You know, mothers, especially Black, Latino mothers, women of color, um, and Asian families are held to a very high regard. And we, you know, we put them on this very high pedestal because they the mama, right? Mothers keep the temperature of the home. So no matter what hell is going outside, no matter what um, frustration and things are going on outside, a mother is the internal, and y'all could fight me if y'all want, but this is what I believe. A mother is the eternal, internal, thermostat for the home. So when a mother is off, when a mother's thermostat is not not quite balanced and keeping um, levels, the whole home is off. Let me me break this down. How many of you guys, when you were younger, 
ever came home. And if your mom was in a bad mood, everybody tippy-toed around the house, right? You tried to find something to clean up. You tried to stay in your room and get out of her way, right? You <laughs> Because moms keep the temperature of the home. It just is what it is. So when you have a wounded mom, when you have a mom that wounded you, these wounds affect you in your adult life. So I want to talk to you guys today about the mother wound. I'm having, as you heard in the beginning, I am having a free virtual conference where I will be going over nine of the many mother wounds. And I'm going to be identifying them because that's the first step. Many of us don't even know what they are. And so then we can't acknowledge it. When you can't acknowledge it, you can't heal. Come on, somebody. Come on. I'm talking good, right? So when you can't identify what the wound is, you can't identify it. How many of you guys have ever gone to the doctor and they, or the chiropractor, or even to a massage parlor? Parlor? We don't go to massage parlors, y'all. We go to spas, okay? <laughs> How many of you guys have ever gone to the spa and they give you that paper and they tell you to circle the area of your concern? So they're having you identify where the issue is. They're having you identify where you need the most pressure so you they can begin to work out those knots and heal those areas. Many of us can't heal those areas. And I'm gonna stop saying us, y'all, because I'm, I'm I'm doing my thing, okay? I'm I'm healing. I'm walking in these healing streets. But many people, many women, many of my sisters out there that I love so dearly have not had the courage to even identify what the wound is. So then we then you don't have the ability to heal it. Okay. So today, like I said, I want y'all to jump on over. The link is going to be in the show notes for you to register for the event that we're having at the end of this month, completely free. But what we're going to do today is I'm going to introduce you to three of the mother wounds, and I'm going to give you instructions or, or coaching tips on how to heal those things. Is that fair, y'all? I, I wish I, I feel like y'all be talking back to me. So, so go on right now and just say it's fair. Okay. <laughs> All right. So. <clears throat> Again, one of the reasons why this is not that um, talked about that highly. See, it's easy to talk about the deadbeat dad. It's easy to talk about the dad that's not that wasn't there, that didn't give you what you need. Society accepts that. They accept that. They don't accept the deadbeat mom. In all sitcoms and all TV shows, on movies, the daddy always not really there in and out of the home, especially black TV shows and movies, right? So they love to um, personify or make it seem like black fathers are not there, which that's a complete lie that we're going to have to debunk one day. But some of y'all ain't ready for that truth either. So many... Um, they they love to show this stereotype, right, of the de the deadbeat dad. Have y'all ever seen? There's a couple out there, but have you guys ever seen the show about the deadbeat mom? 
about the mom that wounds her children. You guys may have seen it, but we normalize it. When we see these attributes and these wounds that mothers give their children, we normalize it. And we say, well, she's doing the best she could, or it's because of her own trauma or yada, 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 right? I'm coming for your healing. So today we're going to address three wounds. I'm going to give them to to you, and then we're going to break them down. So the first wound that we're going to address is the narcissist mother wound. The second one is the rejection wound. And the third one that we have time to talk about today is the secondary trauma wound. So the narcissist wound comes from a mother that really believes her children was created to serve her emotional needs. So we all have heard about narcissists, right? And a narcissist is someone that really believes that the world revolves around them. They see no wrong. They are constantly the ones um, offending and hurting others. But there's always an excuse of why that happened. They don't take accountability. Narcissist mothers are real. So they have children. They create very codependent children because they make their children believe that they are nothing without them. They make their children believe that they can't make a move without them. They make their children believe that the only reason why they're pretty, smart, good, or anything is because of mom right? So they get their looks from mom, they get their brains from mom, they get their style from mom. Everything is about mom. And they also make their kids believe that it is their responsibility to take care of mom's emotional needs. So the narcissist mom will say things to very little children like, don't do that. You hurt mommy's feelings. You're going to make mommy sad. Oh, you know, if the, if the child prefers dad in the younger years, oh, you're breaking mommy's heart. Don't do that to mom. Now we know that there's sometimes that we do that in joking, but do we realize that we can be wounding our child and making our child feel as if they have to choose you? This creates a lot of codependency because the kid does not even know how to identify their own emotions because their emotions are tied to their mother's emotions. So then when they grow up as adults, they're always looking for codependent relationships. Here's something that many people don't talk about. We are told that women are constantly looking for their father and they're dating their father. A lot of women is out here trying to date their mama. They're looking for people that um, they identify with that have the same characteristics of their toxic mother because they're trying to heal that mother wound. So they go into relationships with men that are emotionally unavailable. And they're constantly, they have this very unhealthy codependent, I mean, codependency is unhealthy all the way around, but they have a very unhealthy codependent relationship with the mom. I mean, with their, their spouse or their boyfriend, their whatever, because they're trying to heal that wound, that narcissist wound that came from mom. Okay. 
So I want you guys to, to kind of identify this as we're, we're walking through this podcast. Make sure you have your notebook. Make sure you have your pen. We're going to identify three. You may There may be something that resonates, but there's nine that I need y'all to get to this training so y'all can get all nine of these so we can heal. Okay, the second one that I identified today was the rejection wound. So this happens, this is where my wound came from. My wound came because of my mom's addiction. This also happens when a mother is mentally ill or terminally ill. So if they have a, a medical diagnosis. Now listen, here's the other thing I need to preface you guys. We are not shaming mom. We are not blaming mom. We are ide identifying and acknowledging our own pain so that we're able to heal. I understand addiction is real. I understand that mental illness is real. And I understand that it's no one's fault if someone is terminally ill or has a um, medical illness, but it does cause a wound. Children will walk around wounded when they feel rejected because of their mother's addiction or illnesses. This, so the child grows up wondering why they're no one's first choice. So in my case, I was constantly trying to be chosen. So I create, because of my rejection wound, I wanted so bad to be chosen. I wanted so bad to be seen. I wanted men to choose me. I wanted um, people in the church to choose me. I wanted friends to choose me. I wanted to be chosen because I was trying to feel, heal the wound that was given to me by both of my mothers. Both of my mothers had addictions, had um, mental health issues, and even had physical issues. So they were not able to be there for me. So I constantly felt rejected. Here's why. When we, when our, we are created to receive. Now, now, now listen to me. Listen to me. Come on. Come on. Lean in. Turn up your speaker. Listen to me. Both men and women can get a mother wound. However, Women are created to receive. That's just how it is. Fight me if you want to. That's just what it is. We are created to receive. When we don't get what we need, when we don't receive what we need, we do not have anything to give. So for those of you that are wondering, why do you keep getting in these very toxic relationships and you, you just feel like you can't connect or you feel like you're, you're overgiving, but you're not receiving anything. The rejection wound teaches you that you don't deserve anything. It, it makes it very difficult for you to even receive compliments, receive surprises, receive praises. Because if you didn't get it when you needed it, when you were a child, it's really hard to receive it as an adult. The rejection wound, oh, you guys, are you ready for this? It causes women to develop a lot of masculine energy. Because they are trying to prove themselves. They're in this very, I, I, I got to just say it the way it's in my head, like machismo um, place. 
for my Latino sisters, y'all know what I'm talking about, right? So you walking around with your your um, chest pumped out, you walking around like um, like I wish somebody would. You're always on guard because you were rejected as a child. And so now you're carrying that wound into your adulthood and you always feel like you can do it all. Somebody offers to help you with your groceries, even though you got 10 groceries on your arm, you and your, with your wounded self says, no, I got it. That is what the rejection wound looks like. The last wound that we have time today to discover, now listen, if this is good to you, and if you're like, man, Tamika, you get you walking heavy, you getting into some good stuff that I I wasn't ready to address, but I know it's time. Do yourself a favor. Go on over to TuesdayWithTamika.com, click at backslash healing and building, and register for this free conference where I'm going to be really, really unpacking and dealing with all of these wounds. The last wound that we have time to talk about today is the secondary trauma wound. So before I even get into this, um, this weekend, my son has had two back-to-back football games, and they've all been in like the LA area. So if you're in Southern California, or if you've ever even driven in California, you know we we crazy out here. You really got to have a little gangster to navigate these streets and to navigate these freeways, okay? You can't be no punk. You can't be scared out here driving. However, we have had several just in my um like proximity, there has been so we had a, a major car accident um a couple of weeks ago where a lady blew through an intersection and killed seven people, um, attempting to kill herself, but she killed a pregnant lady, an infant, and um five other like people, right? Um, terrible, terrible car accident. And then at my job, there have been a couple of people actually at two different um, locations. So I work at two different schools, <clears throat> excuse me. There have been several, two two different people that I'm close to that were in car accidents. I was not personally in the car accident, but navigating the streets, navigating the freeways, hearing about these accidents, seeing the images of these accidents caused me secondary trauma. So now as I'm driving on these freeways, going to these games for my son, I'm tensed. I am alert, right? I have like this, I'm looking over my shoulder. I'm extra cautious, right? I got a little gangster in me. So when I drive, I drive a little, you know, I know how to navigate these streets. But because of this trauma that I've recently experienced, my whole, but I have like a visceral reaction in my body. My body feels it and I'm nervous, I'm cautious, I'm taking a little, I'm going a little bit slower. I'm in this quote unquote slow lane, right? I'm, I'm because of what I've seen and what I've witnessed over the last couple of weeks. Now imagine a mother that has experienced severe trauma 
whether it's she's been raped, she's been molested, she's been in an abusive relationship, she's had her own like um, illnesses or or things that have happened to her, right? She, she has this collection of traumas or maybe even one or two traumas. That mother often hands those traumas over to her children and it creates a secondary trauma wound. So let's just unpack a few of these. Mom was in an abusive relationship where the man also cheated on her. So now mom tells her daughters, tells her children, she tells her sons, she's constantly on her sons about um, not being that way to where now the the son is hypervigilant, which is which can be a good thing. But then the son feels like he has to protect the mom and he has to protect his sisters. And then he gets into this inappropriate relationship where he's the protector and not the the one needing to be protected. The daughter is told all men are dogs. You can't trust nobody. You better keep a rainy day fund because you can't trust men and and make sure you have a a bag in the um, trunk just in case he gets crazy and you always have your ex- your way to escape. So now the daughter views men and views life through the trauma lenses of her mother. So she doesn't even give anybody a fair chance because she thinks everyone is going to hurt her because that's what her mama gave her. Right. Erica Badu talks about bag lady. Right. Have y'all heard that song? Bag. <clears throat> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Bag lady. You gon' get them down. Da, 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 da. I don't know the words, but y'all know what I'm talking about. And I, I had a little harmony going on. OK. On this Sunday morning. Praise God. Uh, <laughs> but mom gives her daughter these bags. And so now daughter is carrying all this baggage that she didn't ask for, but mom gave it to her. Mom is always like, um, don't worry, you're going to get sick if you wear that. If you eat that, if you did it, so now, now daughter has, where, has the trauma from mother's illnesses, from mother's sicknesses. Daughter has the trauma of I don't drive on the freeway. It's scary because mom got in a tragic car accident. Right? So the secondary trauma wound, mom passes it on and she treats teaches her daughter that she can't trust the world. So those of you that are dealing with trust issues, I want you to check your unhealed secondary trauma wound. And allow yourself to release that baggage. Goodness, you guys. So now that we we know about the trauma, now that we know three of them, three wounds, we know about the narcissist wound, we know about the rejection wound, and we know about the secondary trauma wound. I want to share a quote with you, and then I want to give you four ways, and I'm not going to get really deep into them. You've got to come to the training to get all the instructions about how to heal these wounds, how to begin to, but I will tell you what, um, how to heal them, but I can't give you the steps on how to heal them. 
But I want to share this with you. You cannot solve a problem in the same place it was created. That was a pause because I need you to write that down and I need you to allow that to marinate in your spirit. You cannot solve a problem in the same place it was created. Many people are attempting to heal their mother wound with a mama that wounded them. Your mother needs healing and so do you, sis. So sometimes we have to step outside of the box. It has to get uncomfortable. We have to share our truths. We have to acknowledge the pain so we can heal. So the healing process, where does it even begin? I'm just going to give you the tip of the iceberg with these. On the training, I'll be going really deep and giving you practical things to do in order to heal. Look, sis out here, sis, Tamika, sis, me, <laughs> I'm healed, y'all. I, I, I used to believe that healing, or well, I, I still believe that healing is a process. And I don't believe that we heal everything. But this part of my life, my mother wound, although there may still be some, some, um, what is it like tenderness? It does not affect me the way that it used to affect me. Like I do not walk through life with my rejection wound showing. Guess why? Because I know I'm chosen. And guess who I'm chosen by? My Lord and Savior. He chose me before my mama even knew that I was going to be in her belly. He chose me before my father knew that he was going to be a father. So because of that, I don't walk around looking for approval from people because I'm, I know I'm chosen. I know I'm the stuff, okay? All right, all right. <laughs> Let's get into the healing process. So one of the first things you need to do, just like I've been saying over and over, is express your pain. You have to acknowledge it. You have to acknowledge it. The second thing is you have to learn to love and reparent yourself. That's, that's tough, you guys. That's really, really tough. And you got to learn some tools on how to really love yourself and how to reparent yourself. The third thing is you have to develop self-awareness. One of the wounds is the identity wound. And I, don't, I do not have time to get into that. But because of these wounds cause, you, cause your identity to be tied in your mother, and not in yourself, you have to develop self-awareness and you have to learn, um, you have to learn to feel your feelings so you can heal yourself. Okay. And then the last step is forgiveness, forgiving your mother and also forgiving yourself for maybe having thoughts of like, why did I do this, this, or this? You know, some of the things that happen when we're wounded, we then wound other people. So you have to forgive yourself for the wounds that you've caused other people. But most importantly, cut that cord, cut that umbilical cord to your mama so you could forgive her, forgive her. And so that your lifeline and your life supply can be connected to something healthy. All right, y'all. I hope I hope, I hope, I hope that this served you. I hope that this podcast is serving you. If so, do me a favor, share it 
with at least three people, go on over to Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts, rate the podcast, give us a five-star, leave a comment, y'all. Tell us why this podcast is serving you. I want to thank all of you guys for rocking with me. I want to thank all of you guys for listening. Make sure you go over to register for the free conference. And as I leave y'all, like I do every every week, every Tuesday, I want you to live a life to inspire and not impress. I want you to continue to lift as you climb. I want you to turn those trials and those wounds, baby girl, into treasures. And I want you to allow God to fully restore you. Until next week, bye-bye.